Heritage Media. The old, should we sell or should we renovate, is a question as old as time. But these days, you kind of don't have an option. You have to buy something that you can afford and it's not what you want and you have to fix it up. And then you go about fixing it up and COVID hits. And today, my next guest, Shay Ford, who is an interior designer and a home renovator here on the Central Coast, did that exact thing. And to talk to us about it, the highs, the lows, what she learned along the way, some tips and tricks, and more importantly, we discussed some really beautiful mistakes that happened. Is it as stressful as it sounds living through a renovation during a pandemic? We're about to find out. Here's Shay. Uh, I was born in Warnermouth. Yep. Actually, no, I wasn't even born in Warnermouth. Where were you born? In Bluehaven. Oh my God, that's right. Bluehaven. Okay. And then I moved to the beach, to Noraville, when I was eight um, and stayed there until I was 26. Nice. Yeah. Which is why you're on today, because we're chatting about your house. Yeah. Um, so you obviously went to school here, grew up here. Stayed here. Yep. Love it here. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. It is beautiful. So I want to jump straight in and tell me, how long ago did you purchase your first home? We purchased on the 5th of July 2019, so just over two years ago, but didn't move in until... Obviously, we settled in August, um, but we were away in Europe, lucky us, and then moved in in September, the start of September. Okay. So how many homes did you look at before you bought that one? Um, We probably started looking in February, maybe end of February, start of March. And when I say looking, we didn't really have a general sort of did you have your basics like I want a three bedroom I want a double garage did you have your checklist we more sort of looked in price range I guess in what we thought we could probably borrow because at the time we were speaking with a broker who sort of crunched numbers worked out and then we sort of went from there to see what we could get with the amount of money that we could borrow um and was that a wake-up call really I mean I guess I sort of knew what I was going to get for the money that we had um but we did look at houses sort of out of our budget just to dream a little bit that's nice (laughs) um but yeah so we started looking February probably a good three months um by the time we found the house that we eventually bought I was pretty much over it it was the last house um we told ourselves we were going to go and look for for a while because we were heading off on holiday and yeah, just thought we'd call it and um, it was in. So describe the house. The house is a corner house mm-hmm. on the corner of a, anyway. Corner block. Corner block. Um, three bedrooms, one bathroom, one laundry, of course. What kind of condition was it in? Built in 1970. So, I mean, old but like well kept. Um, we bought it off an older lady who I think barely sort of did much in the house really um yeah in good condition but very old musty carpet yeah old kitchen so it had the the driveway leading up to the brick wall in the lounge room because that was once a carport is that right or so we eventually worked out it did have like this sunroom kind of tiled area that we worked out was a carport um at one point and it had a ramp sort of up leading to this sort of dead end wall um 
that they'd closed in at one point in its life. And it also had very sexy saloon doors to the kitchen. Very sexy saloon doors. <laughs> it's actually a bit bittersweet taking them off. Do you know what? There was something very cute. I actually still have them. We've done that many council pickups. But you've and they've never... gone out, come back in, gone out, come back in. I don't actually know their whereabouts at the moment. Maybe they've gone out without my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't the world's most beautiful home. No. It was. It had good bones. It had beautiful high ceilings. Yes. So it had the struck, and you knew straight away what you wanted to do, or did it take living there for six months, seven months? Yeah. So when I first walked in, I basically knew exactly what I was going to do within about five minutes. Um, as much as people tried to persuade me, but yeah, no, I knew as soon as I walked in. It had beautiful pitch ceilings and these beautiful old um, triangular windows, which were actually in the carport which is a bit weird as to why they would do that. But, mm. um, yeah, north northeast facing, so I knew where everything would come in. So it had the, the good bones and the good things that you just can't change no matter how much you renovate. So Yeah, so I was particularly looking for a house that was on Bearers and Joist. Um, I didn't want a concrete slab. As much as concrete slabs have their pros, um, I just wanted to be able to freely move plumbing without it being... An issue. A big issue. So, um, yeah, it was off the ground. It had enough ventilation underneath it, which was super important. And um, the slope of the land allowed sort of no issues to be had in terms of sort of water flow and damp and Mm -hmm. any mould or anything like that. So from the time you moved in to the time you pulled out the hammer and did your first little bit of demo, I guess you could say, how long was it? We So we moved in September 2019 and I I think we started to fence in the yard, I guess you could call that a reno, um, fence in the corner part of our yard, I think it was about June or July in 2020. And then we started on the inside, oh, I think it was sort of September-ish. So how many, you know, when you're at the cafe and you're drawing on the back of a napkin, you know, the, the pen you borrow from the waitress that you're trying to work out ideas and move walls and how much did it evolve from that first moment you walked into what you actually ended up doing actually not a lot really so when I looked at the property obviously the real estate do their little floor plan um and before we'd even um purchased like we were talking with our broker I'd already popped that into paint good old paint and moved walls and drew in sort of rectangles to represent dining tables and kitchen islands and lounges and and made sure it was going to work um yeah so I sort of had the plan before we even handed any money over and it's basically been the same plan ever since. I want to talk about budgets. Mm-hmm. What was the loose budget, the big pie-in-the-sky budget that you wanted? Obviously, it was going to be done in stages, but how much did you think you'd have to spend getting it to how you wanted? So <clears throat> we roughly had about between 50 and 60 to do what I would call sort of like the grand reno in terms of getting the bank valuation to come in and give us more money to finish off the rest of it. Um, so we put that money towards basically redoing the living, dining and kitchen space. Um, new windows pretty much throughout, but two, because they're sort of um, hanging on with the next stage, I guess. Yes. Um, and then recladded the house. Um, so, yeah, new kitchen, living, dining, recladding, new windows. So you're sitting there and, and talk to me about your budget. Like, are you just exercise book and a pencil are you apps how are you managing the budget i am um, terrible at managing a budget technology illiterate <laughs> so um a good old pen and a notebook yeah 
that's and then basically fifty five thousand pieces of paper with different compared prices for things quotes and different receipts and yeah i've got them in a folder that's just full like you look at a piece of paper and you've got no idea yeah but at the time it made sense (laughs) so (laughs) i love it so then was your partner more the one about but like obviously you're the i know you you're the type of person that would look at a tile and go yes and then it's like no because of cost was it a lot of that there's always a good cop bad cop um yeah chris is definitely the person that's probably more like are you sure um but I think I'm very practical like I I sort of know to be a little bit creative in ways because there's money just doesn't grow on trees so I knew where I had to spend it and I knew where I was like okay you can get this look but spend half the money so did you need to go through council for any of this or no so all of our work has been completely within the walls of the house that we bought so um even down to windows so most of our windows were either the same size or if not a little bit smaller um generally in height and you've raised a floor up into that sunken area so i guess what there was so many big chunky things you did in that stage one Mm -hmm. What was the most surprising thing that you had happen, whether it was a bit of a blowout with budget or something, finding something like floors under a, you know, hardwood floors under a carpet or was there any big surprises in that first stage? Um, because I have a lot of family in trades and they um, have kindly done a lot for my, me and my partner. Um, the biggest thing was probably um, the unforeseen thing was a lot of our walls and floors were either sort of not rotten but like needed replacing a lot of our walls were out of plumb um a fair amount so it was just sort of tedious and time consuming to sort of get them to where they needed to be to get them straight yeah to get them straight and level and yeah not look like a 1970s house do they just not have a level in 1970 maybe not no we actually well we lived it ripped out a um We've put two beams in to hold the roof up, obviously. Um, and when we pulled out a beam that was sort of resting on a header and, and two posts, they, those weren't sort of on anything. They were just sort of between bearers and joists. So the floor was quite quite out of level. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about windows. I've replaced one window and they are so expensive. Glass is expensive. Was that the big chunk of the budget, your windows? It was a fair amount, yeah, it was. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't even go like top sort of top windows um i mean they're they're great they're a lot better than what we had um but yeah they're a fair chunk of fair chunk of the money did you use a lot of local trades and a lot of local businesses or did you outsource a fair bit a lot of local trades yeah if they weren't weren't family they were very local like we've (laughs) we've known them and we've worked with them before so Yeah. yeah it helps to have a good relationship so the full disclosure is dad's a builder brother's a tiler uncles who are plumbers cousins who are plumbers you've got it all haven't you I'm very lucky You're very lucky yeah. so the budget probably would have been another 70 grand oh more, more. Yeah. yeah 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 there is a downside to that though right oh 100 percent. yeah <laughs> when you you know your brother doesn't turn up like he's supposed to <laughs> or he just moves me he's like oh i've got you know paid work and i'm like oh that's annoying but fair enough yeah but yeah, that's yeah. The, I mean, not that we were behind time, but yeah, there is sort of that. Like, I mean, I have great respect for 
all of my family, including the people that are working on my house. And looking after your dog. (laughs) Yeah, looking after my dogs. Um, But, yeah, just having to sort of fit in between their jobs, but I'm extremely grateful for them. So when this... When COVID happened the first time around, that was March 2020, did that affect building at all or did that slow things up? So we hadn't really started, I mean, we did did the fence sort of mid-year 2020 and then we started um, sort of in-house in September. So I think we were out of... You're out, so that one didn't affect you. What about round two? Yeah, round two has, yeah. So we went into lockdown, I think it was like the 26th of June this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a bit touch and go, sort of, yeah. But, I mean, you get around it. You don't let it sort of consume you. Did that affect trades or supplies or anything like that with, you know, supplies transport? Supplies in the last, yeah, in the last two years has sort of been touch and go. We've been pretty lucky. Um, but, I mean, we're building, we're currently doing the deck at the moment and that was a bit sort of touch and go with terms of, not so much the actual decking material, but sort of the bearers and Joyce and getting getting exactly what we needed. Um, I think Dad's had to settle a little bit on some some funky bits of timber, but he's experienced <laughs> enough to make it work, so that's good. <laughs> good job, Dad. Thanks, Dad. Um, and what about all the things like your tiles and like, were you? How many hours would you have spent after work, before work? Pinterest, sourcing, website, oh, too many. blogs. Too many sleepless nights as well. Yeah, and too many sort of waking my partner. I'm going, oh, my God, we're not doing this anymore. We're doing that. That glass green chandelier, <laughs> we're not doing that now. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but, I mean, I guess because this is our first home um, in the industry that I'm in, I'd always had in my mind what I wanted to do um in saying that obviously the house sort of tells the story like you can't necessarily sort of have a style in a house that just doesn't suit it's not going to mesh so um I was lucky when we when we found our house that it was sort of in line with what I yeah what I had in mind so a lot of my I guess research and um sort of inspiration that I'd had over the years sort of meshed with it straight away, which was also probably why we we went ahead with it. Was there any big compromises that you had to make, whether it was um, taste in style or budget or...? Um, yes and no. I mean, I sort of have a good idea of what things cost. Um, I mean, there's always more money to be spent if you want to spend it. <laughs> Um, but no, not necessarily. I mean, I guess like little compromises along the way where, you know, dad ripped out something and he's like, oh, that's what we sort of had in mind. It wasn't going to work. Like we might just need to tweak it this way, but, um, nothing huge, nothing huge, which was great. Very grateful for that. And tell me, what are your best saves? What'd you save a ton of money on? Labor. <laughs> Okay. No. <laughs> Excluding – well, look, obviously labour because, yeah, like we said, labor. there's probably 100 grand in labour, maybe more, but um, – We did a lot of things ourselves, so I guess that's where we saved. Anything that me and my partner could do who are – we're not um, – we're not – I wouldn't call it super handy, but painting, um, no more gapping, sanding. sanding, demolishing, that was a big one. Um, partner always enjoyed – when he got told that he needed to demo something. But, yeah, a lot of – we saved a lot of money in terms of doing a lot of 
laborious things ourselves. Yeah. And then in terms of like sort of um, finishes and things like that, not so much a lot of compromising there. But then in saying that, I hadn't chose things that were astronomical. No, so I know, for example, um, your wardrobes are Ikea. Yeah. So you could have gone and got, you know, beautiful joinery. Yeah, so because I'm in – well, I was in sort of custom joinery design – um, I sort of knew how much wardrobes cost. As much as people think they're not going to cost that much, they are. There's a fair amount of joinery in them. So yeah, I had mine um, custom, my well, designed them and had them quoted. And I just thought, no, that's not in the budget. So I made I, the IKEA pack system work. And to be honest with you, I'm extremely happy with it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And what about um, any other little finds along the way? Like, where else do you think? You know, you're better off spending money on floors and benches and scrimping on curtains from Spotlight and and things like that. Yeah, so um, all of our curtains are IKEA, um, which I sort of just tried to make as custom as what I sort of custom look as what I could do with them, um, which I think they look nice. I didn't go with a with a sort of white. I went with more of a grey linen, which I think looks really beautiful. We did. Um, we did shiplap basically walls and ceiling, which is a fair amount of money. But because we did it ourselves, it it um it did save us a lot of money. But it was so much time in doing that. So, um, what else? What I I'm lost now. So if you're looking at tiles, you know hardware like for your drawers. Oh your yeah. So. I guess our splashback, I found these beautiful tiles by Tiles of Ezra. I'm not sure if you've heard of Tiles of Ezra, but they're absolutely stunning tiles. Um, But for the small amount of square metres I needed, the actual delivery and freight cost of them was going to cost more than the tiles. And I needed to order more than what I needed to actually even allow them to ship them to me, Um, which I fully understand, and especially in the middle of a pandemic like they... It's very touch and go. Um, so compromised on, on splashback tiles in the kitchen, but equally as happy um, with them as well. So, yeah, there's like little compromises along the way that you've sort of just got to be able to pivot and be nimble and, yeah, and always have a plan B. <coughs> and how much say did you have in, you know, things have to happen in order with trades? There's a flow-on effect and a roll-on effect and there's no point when the tile is arriving if you're only ordered your tiles a week before like how much how did you know I mean obviously you're in the game but for a novice how would you is that something you have to rely on your builder for to say listen we need tiles in 12 weeks you need to suss them out is that oh very much so yeah I started looking at tiles well and truly before the fact like even when I said to dad I was like when do you need the tiles he's like oh not for a while I'm like that's my cue to just (laughs) make sure that I've picked my tiles. And in saying that, like, so when I did pick my tile, my timber tiles, I um, found one. And then sort of when he said, yep, go water them, the it sort of had blown out and I wasn't going to be able to get them for three or four months. Um, so What, yeah. because of backlog? They just didn't have yeah. them in stock? coming out of Italy, they just weren't, yeah, that actually, well, that's where COVID hit sort of thing. And, and it was like, you're not going to get them anytime soon, and which was a huge hold up. If you can't do your floors and you can't really... The rest. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a bit of a pivot. Um, and we and that's another story with tiles. So we selected a tile, brought home two samples of it, um, ordered them, great price, really happy with them. It was kind of my partner was cheering. Um, and when they arrived, they were not the same colour as the sample. 
um, I went into a little bit of shock. How different? <laughs> oh, pretty different. <laughs> pretty different. <laughs> but not like, not horrible. Just obviously you've got your mind set on something and then another thing turns up and you're like, whoa. Um, Was it too late to turn back? You had to use them? Or in terms of timing, a little bit late. Um because we had to wait for them as well, but not as long as the original tile I chose. But I sort of laid them, laid a fair few down on the floor um, and just looked at them for a few days and I thought, just got to take a little bit of a chance here and we love them. We absolutely love them. What made you choose tile floorboard look over, <clears throat> excuse me, vinyl or proper timber flooring? Because we've raised a section um, in our living space and then also our floors were super duper out. Um, with lots of load points on the floor that weren't in the right places. Our floor was quite out. Um, we sort of, we spoke with our builder, my dad, um, and basically said, what are our options in terms of getting this floor as pristine as we possibly could? And he said, look, like anything vinyl or hybrid, you're going to see sort of all the hills in the floor. Um, we did speak about hardwood timber, which I was on board with. absolutely love hardwood. Um but when I costed that out, that was just exorbitant. What what kind of cost difference were we talking about? Oh, probably <coughs> six or seven thousand dollars difference. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Um, so then I thought, well, my brother's a tiler. Why why not use him? Um, so yeah, I it, it's a little bit hard for like me as an interior designer to get my head around timber tiles because they're not sort of the real deal. Um, but as soon as I found sort of the first tile, I thought, oh, yeah, that, that could work. Um, and they do look like timber. Yeah, yeah, surprisingly. So hardwood timber we would have had to batten out to make a, a pretty level floor or we did tiles and levelled out the floor below it with sort of um, different products to make it make it level. Otherwise vinyl would have just been... So this is what you're talking about when you've got to work around the house to some extent. You can't... Yeah. Even though you've got this idea, you still have to work around with what you've got. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me about any beautiful mistakes. Is a tile a beautiful mistake? Tile is an absolute beautiful mistake. Um, love it. Look at it every morning and just... Is it cold? No, not really. No, I don't find it cold. Although I'm very much a layerer, so I have a lot of rugs and... Um, yeah, no. And, and like we went the entire winter, winter just gone with no heating whatsoever because that was another wait for the fireplace um but yeah no not no I don't find it I think if you had we have beautiful natural light that streams in the house a lot of the day um whereas I think if you sort of lived in a house that didn't have a lot of natural light it might be a bit cold but no I love it I'm really really happy that we went tiles we have two dogs um they don't shed but they bring their backyard in with them and during a renovation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's the other thing I really want to talk to you about is did you live through that renovation? We lived through it um, minus a couple of weeks, which I think turned into maybe a little bit longer than a couple of weeks due to the fact it was just comfortable. But basically we, um, when the plaster is coming to set, I, I was out of there, moved back in with mum and dad for a couple of weeks, which I think maybe turned into maybe a little bit longer than a month just because it was comfy, clean and comfy and meals were cooked. That was nice. Washing done. Yeah, washing done. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. So that was the point when they're laying the gyprock, they're sanding the gyprock and they're... Yeah, there's dust everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was dust before, but... but um. Plastering dust. I remember talking to nice. you once and you said, I just miss sitting on a lounge. 
Oh, yeah. Because everything's pulled away, wrapped up or in storage and after dinner you just have – there's the only place you can sit is your bed. Mm. At one point we basically ate standing up off a builder's trestle table, I think, which Dad uses freeze-drop saw. Um, that was our kitchen bench and we ate it there and we sort of looked at each other and we were like, all right, well, we'll just go and lay in bed. <laughs> All four of us, two dogs, two humans, all in the one room. Yeah. It was fine. I think... Could you do it with kids, do you think? I don't know. It's hard to comment. I don't have kids, but I don't don't think so, but I commend anyone that does. Just commend the word. Yeah. Admire. Yeah. Yeah. Take your hat off. I mean, part of our, like, for Dad to get the floor level, our... Dining room floor was ripped up, so we just sort of walked past dirt. We just looked down at dirt and cockroaches and lovely creatures mm-hmm. for a good couple of weeks. Yeah. So, what was was there a point where it was really stressful? Um, no, not really. I think the biggest stressful thing at the moment um, is so we've done majority of inside, and now we're doing outside, and I think it's worse with outside being completely turned upside down and then everyone walking inside and all the dust from the outside coming in. That's, I think, what is driving me. I didn't mind the mess inside because you'd sort of cleared it all out. But now it's beautiful inside and not so beautiful out. But it will be. And so how many stages have we got? Oh, if you asked Dad, there'd be ten. So stage one, <laughs> stage one was the kitchen, living, dining. Yeah, so stage one was our yeah kitchen, living, dining, cladding the outside, new windows. I guess we're in stage two now with sort of new driveway, um, new retaining walls, new deck. And there is a plan to go up in future? Yeah, so we have quite a lot of land that just has an old shed on it in which we'll get rid of and extend to a double garage and put a master bedroom up there but it's probably not for a while. You said that there was a stage where you got got stage one done so you could go to the bank get a reval and then get was that an easy process? Uh yeah I'd say fairly easy we have a broker um who did a lot of the work for us I think if I had to do it myself it would be very stressful. So did the val because prices have gone up in this area so did the val come back and was it surprising? I was on the money. Yeah. My partner was well and truly under. So I um, was very happy about that. No, no, no. I sort of, I knew, I think. Yeah. No, I was, I think I was within $10,000 of what it actually was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Probably not the answer you wanted there. No. No. <laughs> tell me what, tell me what happened. Okay. So how much planning do you think is needed with these stage one stage? Do you just go, right, big picture, unlimited checkbook, this is what we would do if we could, and then you scale it back to go, right, we've got to do stage one because we've only got 60000 let's do that, then we'll get it valued and do – is there a lot of planning in that or is a lot of it just winging it? Uh, a bit of both, and I guess I'm sort of in a little bit of a, um interesting position because I have so many trades – that are just labours of love. Um, so it would be very different, I think, if I had to go and contract a builder and all the trades and things like that. Um, there was a fair, yeah, there was a fair amount of working out and sort of sitting down with Dad and saying, this is sort of what we want to do. Um, like, can we do this? Is this achievable? You know, what can we do to sort of 
bring the budget down so we can spend it elsewhere. Because I guess the more money you save in one stage can go to the next stage. Um, so, yeah, no, there was a fair amount of planning, but then I guess sort of like things change. And I suppose, you know, in a pandemic, you know, you've got to be able to... Be flexible. Be flexible. I think the other thing too is had you have paid for your trades, I mean, we're talking about the double-edged sword where, yes, you saved hundred grand, maybe more, but then it's taken a lot longer because parents like to go on holidays and, you, as you said, brother's got work. and Dad likes to play golf. Dad, dad likes to play golf. So it, it's how long was stage one? How long did stage one take? So stage one from when we lifted the floor in the old carport, which was September, we um, – this is going to sound bad, but like I think we was it a year? May, June, about nine months. Yeah, yeah. So it's not done in a weekend like the block. And that was pretty much like me and my partner every weekend, every night working on the house, and then after dad, work. Yeah, after work, and then dad was pretty much there five or six days, maybe seven sometimes depending on whether golf was on that week or not. Whether it rained or not. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. (laughs) But, I mean, in saying whether we hired trades to do the work, whether it would have been quicker, uh, maybe. But then I guess you can't really answer that question in sort of the climate that we're in at the moment because I know that there's been so many trades that I know as friends um, or friends of friends that, you know, have had to stop work because they can't get something and they can't keep going on with anything else. So. But And that's the thing because the work's there, but they can't work. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting time. Because that's all anyone's doing mm. is fixing. Because you're stuck in your house and you go, oh, if I could just move that wall back or maybe we should put a linen press in that nook or yeah there's so many people doing that process i mean it never really has been but it's certainly not as quick as what it used to be yeah and how long till it's finished stage two anyway how long is a piece of string (laughs) how long's the budget um so stage two is basically outside so i'd like to say we're probably going to be finished by christmas where did you store your furniture and your bits and pieces or did you have no furniture did you start fresh we had furniture that was probably the one of of the biggest thing i i underestimated we sort of just this is going to sound terrible but we basically moved it room to room in which gets old very quickly um we have a beautiful white linen slip cover so far which just got moved around and in the end i went that's got to go so that went to mum and dad's garage bless thanks mum sorry you had to park your car outside in a hailstorm. Um, so did you budget for storage or even tip runs or skip bins? Was that in the budget? Because that was something I did a teeny tiny little room and I was really shocked at the cost of skip bins. And So for everything that we ripped out, we tried to reuse. So all the timber that was, that was good, um, we reused. So we didn't have – I mean, we had rubbish – um, I think we had two skips in the scheme of it all and I think we did a few tip runs sort of just to get things off the property quickly. So all the windows that you took out and did you... We sold a lot of them. Okay, so this is another question mm. I wanted to ask. Were you just on Facebook Marketplace and Gumtree just flogging off whatever yeah. you could? So I think we had um, two pretty big sliding doors and the rest were sort of large windows. And, I mean, we didn't sell them to make a profit, but we sort of sold them to make sure that we had interested people sort of inquiring, not just time wasters. I think we sold all of them but two and then in the end we sort of ring um, 
ring people back that had got Windows Office previously and said, look, do you want another one? Because they were mainly putting them in, like, granny flats or sheds or, yeah. you know, rentals that they were doing up. Like, the windows were fine. They were just old. Look, we, we had a fr- – you know, I eat a lot of stuff. I'm a little bit lazy that way. I'll go, oh, just chuck it, which is not great for the environment. It's no. not, you know. But the time it's in, involved in putting it up there and your calls and your – meeting people and they don't turn up but i've got friends who have sold like six besser blocks yeah you know like there's people who really and it adds up i guess yeah very much so yeah so i guess you could say like by the time we sold all of our old windows that was probably a skip mm. yeah it was a skip in yeah so it's it's definitely worth it i mean there's some things i've looked at and i thought i could sell you but i really can't be bothered like we had our old fireplace which we probably could have sold but in the end we just put it out the front i think it was gone within about two hours yeah yeah, and then it turns out the neighbours come over and said, oh, we're looking for an old fireplace. And we're like, oh. Only were here an hour ago. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about cost saving with all that kind of stuff? Clearly curbside pickups. Yeah. Selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace, donating stuff, so you're saving on skip fees and tip runs and stuff. What else? What else surprised you that you... There's a lot of... Um and I mean, this is probably not going to be a surprise to most, but like there's a lot of unforeseen costs that go into the house that you just don't see. Or, I mean, I'm not going to say you don't use, but you do use them because you need your house to stand up. Like, so a lot of, you know, our walls were out and floors out. So there's a fair amount of cost in there and new timber that we didn't obviously sort of budget for. But I mean, you've got to have that contingency. So, mm. yeah. Um, but in terms of saving money, yeah, I guess old, old things that we couldn't use, we. We um, sold on the marketplace and, yeah. And then a lot of sort of the furniture that we had when we moved in was Facebook Marketplace, so I guess it just goes round and round. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because you've bought a lot of stuff. Did you buy any, um, like I said, any materials off there? Or was it mainly furniture and...? We actually found some timber beautiful windows um, that a lady was selling locally. Um, Got Dad to go and have a look at them. And they were good, but there was so much work involved. Like, and I'm talking like it probably would have been about three months worth of weekend work to get these windows to sort of be how I wanted them to be. So uh, that was a bit sad to say no to them. But at the same time, I look at the windows we have now and I'm like, oh, thank you for just going. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And what's some general advice you can give people about about to embark on this exact thing you've done? Don't wing it. (laughs) Um, No, have a general plan of what you're going to do and what you're going to use. So even though your builder says, no, you don't need the tiles yet, make sure you know what the tiles are going to be and what their lead time is. Um, You know, think about how you want your skirtings to look and what kind of doors you want because it's sort of can get you into a little bit of an anxious sort of spin if you're not if you're not prepared for those questions so yeah being prepared and if you're not 100 percent sure talk to a professional talk to your builders. There's a, but there is a lot of help out there isn't there mm. online and the forums and yeah like i'm a part of a um a group on facebook called the Renault club actually sometimes it gets a little bit too much and i just can't look at it because it just sparks too much. Um, but it's been great. What, joy or despair? Oh, a bit of all of it, yeah. Like sometimes I go on there and I could just be like, 
do all the things and then it's like, oh, it's too much. Just do what's in your own little bubble. So sometimes there's a little bit too much inspiration out there, you know, uh, speaking sort of from my interior design background, like I have clients that want to do something and then they'll call me a day later and they're like, no, nope, I found something else on Pinterest and I want to do this. I think it's really sitting down with yourself and actually not going on technology or talking to anyone and actually figuring out what you want out of your own home, how you work in your own home. and How you live. Yeah, how you live. Yeah. Are you seeing a trend with people working from home and not commuting now with just workspaces and it's not the days of just, you know, if the odd day you'd work at home and you'd sit at your kitchen table, are you finding trends now where people are trying to utilise that fourth bedroom or the... Yeah, very much so. And trying... Like, I mean, we don't, there's not a lot of us that live in houses with, you know, extra bedrooms. So it's being able to sort of make it a serene bedroom and nice and cosy to fall asleep in, but also being able to set up a workstation and not have to close it down every night. Mm. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Any other advice? Any other advice? Tips, tricks? Tips, tricks. Oh, look, have a father as a builder. That's probably the best one. (laughs) A father as a tiler and Um, an uncle as a plumber. Yeah. Um, Just be prepared, yeah, is my biggest sort of tip. And if you can't make decisions, then get someone to make them for you. Mm. And it doesn't happen overnight, right? No. No, no, no. I dislike shows like The Block. Yeah, no, definitely. And good things don't happen overnight. Mm. Good things take time. Thanks, Shay. Thank you. It's been fun. Wasn't as scary as what I thought. No. (laughs) Little bit. Little bit. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed my chat today with Shay from Co Interiors. We're going to put some links in the show notes so you can see some before and afters. You can get a really good picture of what we actually spoke about today. We're going to give some links to some trades that Shay would recommend using and also just some really helpful places you can go if you're about to embark on a renovation of your own. It was brought to you by Heritage Media. It was hosted by me, Carly Eldridge, and brought to you by Kieran Christie. This podcast drops every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. Bye for now.